Hello and welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. You guys doing? Doing pretty well, Chris. Hopefully this is, uh, the internet isn't keep up this way. Uh, we had to just restart, so we're doing this again. But, dude, we could get grumpy real quick. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it can back, turn, it can turn But that's okay, that's okay, we're pushing through it. So, opening day was yesterday. You were you were in charge, the wise guys, Twitter, firing off tweets, firing off parlays. How did it go? It's a mixed bag. I mean, something that you got to remember is the 162 games in the season. And I had one tweet where I was repeatedly telling myself that because I was so grumpy about the Phillies game and then these bets that I were making and I was giving out to everyone that just weren't hitting. Uh, I apologize if you took really any of them other than the Nolan Arenado RBI bet. But wise parlay, it looked like it was going to hit. Hopefully you just took Aaron Judge to hit a home run and didn't take any of the other stuff. <laughs> but to get like, the risk-free on FanDuel, you got to do the three-leg parlay, and it's got to be plus 400 or more. I did Judge to hit a home run, which is already like plus 300. Oh, man. All right. Hold up, Chris. Shit. Hits a home run in his first at-bat. Like, all right, we're set. Look at this. I'm going to hit a 500, plus 500 parlay to start the day. I just gave it out to all the fans. The Giants got shut out and lost 5 nothing. It, <laughs> it was a rough start to the day. But baseball's back. I mean, day is like a celebration of the start of the season, so... It was, I, I calmed down pretty quickly. But I, I apologize for the picks. It's all right. It's all, I mean, it happens. It happens. We can't. We we try our best to be to be as wise as we can, and we put in the best input we can. It, sometimes it doesn't go our way. So, uh, we we did. I did lose you for a minute there, but I got. I it it didn't lose any of the audio. I got what you said. I want to just make sure that the stream is up before we continue, and we will continue. Um, all right. We should be back. All right. We should be back. All right. Anyways. So, opening day. Uh, what? So, before we get into the main storylines of the MLB season, what was your favorite game of the day? Um, and how many games did you end up watching yesterday? I watched, like, one, one o'clock games I watched and the four o'clock games I watched. Then... There's only one one at seven o'clock, and there were a couple ten o'clock games, so I didn't watch those. But most of the games were at four. I ended up watching a lot of a lot of the games. Um, Orioles game was fantastic. They played the Red Sox, <laughs> correct? Yes. Orioles. Like I tweeted this out too that they're they're gonna be fun. Like their lineup is good. They just don't have pitching. So, like they got up ten to four in this game, and. It was 10-9 in the bottom of the ninth with the tying runner on. <laughs> Things got hairy really quickly. <laughs> this team, like, they bombed. Like, Adley Rutschman was the first pick a couple years ago. He came up last year. and Like, this is his second year. It's the year he takes a big step. He was 5-for-5 five five yesterday with a home run. And, like, this team, they're going to be fun. Like, he's a stud. Or Henderson's a stud. Mullins. They literally just have no pitching. Their opening day starter was... 
Philly's sixth starter last year. So I think every game they play is going to be like 10-9. to 9. They're going to have to score a lot to win. That game was ridiculous because we were like we were watching for a while. I was like, all right, this game's over. They're up ten to four, and then slowly the Red Sox actually not that slowly. It was really in two innings where they made it interesting. All of a sudden, the tying run is on second base, but they pulled it out. So happy for the Orioles. I hope they do well this year. Yeah, I mean from the from the Baltimore, I mean I guess Maryland area, Baltimore area, both of us. The the Orioles is we we've, we've said this last year when they started getting good at the end of the season. Um, of course, I just lost internet right when I started talking. Can you hear me? That's just a quick one. All right, all right, just a quick blur. God, it feels like Fridays. That's the one thing we haven't. We just we talked about the first time that we haven't done a Friday in a while, and the the internet's always the worst on Fridays. Tuesdays we could pretty yeah, much nail it it's out. Tired. It is tired. It's been it's been working all week. So, uh, anyways, the Orioles, as from the Maryland area, I mean, all of Baltimore lights up and the Orioles are good. They, uh, it's a whole different city almost. They, they, they freaking love those Orioles and long years. God bless you, Chris. Long years of, uh, did you just see it? What? I just saw it. Yeah. You're a little bit delayed. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, I didn't hear it. You're good. Muted myself. So I yeah, yeah you're good. I saw it. Um, I'll sneeze right into the mic. Achoo! <laughs> anyways um the orioles uh even though they're against my red Sox, i haven't i told you because of the shortened games how short are these games now are they does it does it make an impact i haven't looked at the, the average time i'm in the games yesterday it is quicker i didn't really notice it that much to be completely honest um were some issues with it too like there was a weird call in the Mets game where the base runner wasn't back on the base in time. They gave the hitter a strike, which was weird. And then, like, Showalter ended up coming out and arguing it. There are going to be points where it actually adds more time. I think the consensus is, like, obviously in spring training, it made the games a lot quicker. I think the consensus is it's working, and it's really not that detrimental to the game, I don't think. I didn't really notice the difference. Like, it didn't look like guys were rushed or anything. So, if it if it actually improves viewership, I'm all for it. Okay, but you couldn't you couldn't feel it. Like, you couldn't feel a sense of of it of it being there. A little bit. Okay, it wasn't like it. It didn't feel crazy different. The game, right. like the games, were going by pretty quickly. What do you mean by the base runner couldn't make it back to the base? Like, what do you mean? Like after the pitch. Mm-hmm. It was like taking his lead and getting a secondary lead. He didn't get reset. Like you have to go back and touch the base. Mm-hmm. He didn't reset in time for like when the pitchcock started again. I guess it was he wasn't back on the base for some reason. That's a violation too. Then you know, like if the hitter's not in the box after I think it's eight seconds, they get a strike. It was a base runner violation, and they gave the hitter a strike. It was a really weird ruling. That is weird. I guess what else would you really do? Like you can't really penalize the the base runner, but uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? Just like take him off the base. Yeah, runner. yeah, yeah. You gotta go back to. You gotta go back. But there are there are gonna be weird things like that that happen this season. There was another one in the Phillies game where Grom the uh, the pitch com wasn't working, which is how they get the pitches now instead of like hand. It's just like a buzzer thing, and. 
there was something up with the technology. He like stepped off to try to figure it out, and then it ended up being a violation. And they put a ball on the board, and the manager was like, "No, no, 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 no." We are not going to take a ball because our technology is not working. And eventually they <laughs> took it off the board. But that was another, like, five-minute discussion. So it is, like, there's some, be there's some kinks. counterintuitive and it causes more issues. But overall, I think it'll, like, especially once people get used to it, um, I just hope that it works in terms of attracting more viewers. If you're yeah. speeding up the game for the people that are already watching it, I don't think the people really care that much. No, because if you're already watching baseball, you're already – ready to watch four hours of baseball right the yeah i don't really it did not affect my viewership at all like wasn't like annoyed with it or anything i thought it was funny honestly when there were issues with it yeah a couple couple wrinkles to iron out throughout the season that's i mean they had they got 161 games to figure it out hey yeah can you hear me yeah yeah uh i just said a couple wrinkles in the game they're going to have to figure it out. They have 161 games to figure it out. It's a long season. Down. Yeah, yeah. So, that's cool. What about the bases? Bases feel bigger? You said, you tweeted out about that. Oh, they dude, they looked huge. <laughs> like, obviously, we saw the jokes about it this offseason, but they did look big. <laughs> I like, that's another one where, like, why not? Stealing bases is fun. So I want to see the catchers throw down a second more. Oh, that one I'm all for. Yeah, and as I mean, in in the in the World Series, it'll get us tacos. So all for it. Yeah, that's right. Really all for it. All right. Well, now we're gonna get into Chris your top five storylines for the and maybe if you have more than five, that's all right for the MLB twenty twenty three season. Um, and start. Normally we start with number one, but this time let's go. Let's go backwards. Start with number five. Backwards. Yeah. Ooh, um. Yeah, I didn't really rank them, but... Okay, and then just we'll start with do... whatever you want to start with. <laughs> I'm going to save this one for last. We'll do... Yeah. Uh, can the league champions repeat is going to be my first storyline. <clears throat> Pretty basic, but the Astros on one side won the World Series. They basically reloaded the whole team without Justin Verlander, who did win the Cy Young. Oh, the pitching rotation took a hit. There's a little less depth there, but brought back everyone in the bullpen and basically everyone in the lineup. Tuve's out for a little while, but like this team is a juggernaut. It's like six straight ALCSs. So I don't see anything that slows them down, to be completely honest, but it'll be something to keep an eye on. Can anyone actually handle this team come playoff time? Megan then, D. Stallion did the opening pitch for the Astros. I saw that. Did you see the, the catcher? The, uh, the catcher Instagram comments. Oh, uh, do you see the catcher hug her ass? <laughs> hey, to the, be fair, the Instagram comments on that post are some of the funniest I've ever read. I haven't read the. I just saw it on Twitter and just seeing some guys, some guys clowning them. But uh, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I actually did get B last night. I think by the White Sox. There you go. The sleeper from last year is coming oh. back. <laughs> that was my World Series pick last year. Uh, and then, obviously, I'm not going to make it all about the Phillies, but is our podcast. I'm a Phillies fan. Uh-huh. Bought in trade Turner after going to the World Series last year. The team questionably got 
Oh, crap. Wait, hold up, Chris. All right, we're good. Keep going. Team got questionably better. Considering the fact that they only won 87 games last year and snuck into the playoffs, um, they're going to have to stay healthy, and they're already not healthy. Hoskins tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Oh. Harper's not coming back till hopefully mid-June. What's up with Harper? Maybe, uh, he had to repair his UCL. Last year, he just didn't get surgery. He really played DH. He didn't play the field. So hopefully when he comes back, he'll start DHing, and then eventually he'll go back to playing the field, which will really help them defensively because their outfielders are awful. But also added Tywin Walker, get some bullpen pieces. The bullpen on paper actually looks pretty good. They got shelled yesterday, and I just don't trust them ever, even if they're supposed to be good. So we'll see how being good on paper holds up for 162. But if everything goes right, he could easily make another run. So, what's the, for both league champions, because that's what your point was, what is their biggest strength for the Astros and the Phillies and their biggest weakness going into the season? The Astros, I mean, it's literally everything, dude. They are, (laughs) I think the only weakness is starting pitching depth. Like I said, Verlander's gone, and, and like I think Lance McCullers is hurt, so they're gonna have to stay healthy, starting pitching wise. But knowing them, they probably have like two or three studs that can just come up from the minors and pitch on a given day. Um, that's the only thing that I'd be a little worried about, and health. Altuve's out, and that's really the only thing that can slow this team down. They're insanely good. I think their lineup got better. Signed uh, Jose Abreu from the White Sox. Like, I don't know if he won an MVP. I think it was the COVID year, but he's gonna hit sixth for them. It's just ridiculous. Like, it's not fair. Uh, he, the Phillies, and I mean, defense is the big thing that's always an issue. They're horrible on defense, but Ray Turner will help the infield defense at least. But the corner outfield spots are—they're gonna be a problem. And then I'm still worried about the bullpen. They have the names, but I don't know. Like Soto, I'm, I, I might be overreacting from yesterday. Soto and Brogdon both look so bad. But that's their biggest. The strength is the lineup, especially when Bryce comes back. Like they're they're gonna mash. Another one like the Orioles, where they're just gonna score a lot of runs every game. Big hitters. I'll go boom. <laughs> All right. So your next point of of your top uh, MLB storylines. What do you got? We're going to move to the Big Apple, uh, to the biggest spenders of the offseason. And I wonder if this spending actually pays off. The Yankees brought back Aaron Judge, as everyone probably knows. At this point, uh, uh, to a uh, huge contract. San Francisco 40, or not 49er, giant, giant legend Aaron Judge. Yeah, for, for like about, seven minutes. Yep, for about like ten minutes. Shout out to John Heyman for breaking a false story and getting everyone's hopes up. Uh, there are probably a couple fires already in New York. That seven-minute span. I thought he was leaving for the Giants. <laughs> but he's back. Uh, nine years, $360 million. Man. It's a ridiculous deal, but 
he has another season like last year. He's earned every penny of it. But this team was awful in the playoffs last year. They beat the Guardians, and then they forgot how to hit in the playoffs, including Judge against Houston. So maybe this is the year where they can figure it out in the postseason. The pitching's really good. Went and spent there, too. They brought in Frankie Montez and Carlos Rodon, who are both hurt. But this is a stacked roster. I think they're probably the second-best team in the AL. Uh, I don't think there's too many questions about that, honestly. But we'll see if they can figure it out playoff time. And then in Queens, you got the Mets, Steve Cohen, shelling out money to everybody. He's in Verlander. Um, Kodai Senga, who's a uh, like Japanese guy, first year. Um they signed Jose Quintana, starting pitcher. They signed, re-signed Brandon Nimmo to an eight-year deal. Resigned Edwin Diaz, who's hurt. They just spend money like he doesn't care about the luxury tax or anything. Uh, I wish every owner was like that. Yeah, uh, honestly, like we'll if you're gonna own a team, if, try to put in yeah, your right, all to spend money. It, yeah. So we'll see if that pays off. Um, there's no way that they're not at least like. In the talk to win the division, the Braves are the favorites, but they're right behind them. They're also the Mets. So that's kind of what I said last year. So tragedy's going to come. I was just wait, and I said from the beginning, it was like, just wait. Just be patient. It will fall apart. It took a while. The second to last weekend of the year, I swept by the Braves to lose the division, and then they get beat in the first round of the wild card. So... It's just not going to happen. The Mets, something will go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you got to believe in that. And some already went wrong. Regular season team. They lost. Yeah, and Verlander's hurt yeah, too. I was going to say. Lost Diaz the whole year, and Verlander just got put on the 15-day injured list. Oh. So, so not, not even a good not start. Gonna like, not going to cheer for injuries or anything, but it is very Mets-like for stuff like that to happen. Definitely. Definitely. So, New York, the... The two teams, you think the Yankees much better than the Mets? A little bit better than the Mets right there? I wouldn't say much better. I'd say there's an advantage there. Um, I think the lineup's better. They just have to remember how to hit in the playoffs. They were horrendous against the Astros. They got swept, embarrassed at home. Like, their last home game they played, the ALCS was like, stands were like kind of empty. Like, Yankee fans were just so done with them. Like, no team gets fan reaction that the Yankees got. They make the American League Championship Series. Like, most fans, normal teams, are like, oh, it was a good run, you know, we just ran into a juggernaut. We'll be back next year. Yankee fans were like, you should fire the manager, like, trade everybody, this is a disaster. It kind of was. And when you're the Yankees, you have those expectations every year. Oh, I don't blame them, I guess. It's a very different look on your team than every other fan base. Yeah, and that's where, I mean, the even the Knicks are, like, the same way. I mean, everything, their their reactions are always, anything in New York. It's just bigger in New York. Right, yeah, it's just New York. And the Mets, too. Like, both these teams are World Series or bust. It's not like the Mets could go on a good playoff run, lose the World Series, and their fans would be happy. <laughs> but the Yankees, of course, is every year it's World Series or bust, which is insane. Oh, yeah. I don't like think the Phillies last year, like once we were in the World Series, I was like, I really wanted to win, of course, because it's the World Series. But 
looking back on the season, it was a great season and an incredible run. Yeah, you're just grateful to be like, there. We, it's not a failure. Yeah. Either yep. of these teams, it is a failure if they do not win the World Series. High yeah, expectations for your team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number every three. Team, oh, sorry. Yeah, every I team just... I've talked about so far and continuing into this is a World Series or bus team. Go out west, get the NL West, and do the little, does the little brother, the San Diego Padres, finally win this division over the Dodgers. This no. could be a down year for the Dodgers, for their standards. Lost Trey Turner, lost Tyler Anderson, they lost Justin Turner, they lost Bellinger. Oh, while this is still a pretty loaded team, they're not going to be as dominant as they were last year. They're not going to win 111 games. Could be wrong, of course, because their farm system is insane. They always just call up these young guys who, you know, the rookie of the year every year, which is, again, not fair. But Padres, traded for Soto last year, full year with him. You have Tatis back. She did Tatis play yesterday. I don't know if he's back yet. Will be back. Find Xander Bogars to play shortstop. Uh, the pitching is insane. But on paper, this Padres team, I think, is better than the Dodgers right now. Will that hold up for 162? I don't know. Uh, a lot of things will still probably have to go right for them. Tatis has been a mess between injuries and being suspended for PEDs. But they really need him on the field all year. Need a bounce back year from Soto. He wasn't great last year. They have uh, Manny team, Machado, like, too, right? Right. It's Machado, Soto, Tatis, Bogarts. Like, this team is loaded bats. Uh, and the pitching is no joke either. They traded for Josh Hader last year to back in the bullpen so they might be the best team in the national league on paper i Just forgot they got bogarts or... yeah Damn. they're like they're a kind of a smaller market team that just spends a lot uh, and that's what you, you gotta do yeah right you just get an owner who cares about winning that hard uh, baltimore <laughs> we'll see if they can finally win that division i can't remember the last time I don't know if they've won a division in my lifetime. can't think of any year. The Dodgers win it almost every year. But this is this is the best chance they have, they've ever had. I should go win this division. And they showed last year they can beat them. They beat them in the playoffs. So it might not even matter. That is uh, definitely a key race to keep an eye on as the season progresses. That should be a fun one, too. Because it seems like, I mean, the Dodgers, I mean, of course they have, they're, they're nationally known, big, big market, everyone knows about them. And the Padres are kind of like, as you said, the lovable younger brother, because people have seen that they haven't won a division in 10 years yeah, or they're, they're a lifetime so or whatever. Just now. Well, weren't they, they the ones the that made the, uh, the song against the Phillies, right? <laughs> that's right. what's in. Yeah, that's what makes sense. Just the worst thing ever seen <laughs> i actually i saw something worse it will we could we could we could talk about it at a later time and i'll send it to you there are some mizzou fans and i guess students that made like some mizzou music sure. video and it was off it was the cringiest thing i've ever seen it might have been the whitest thing i've ever seen in my lifetime the worst than uh left hand up left i love left hand up <laughs> we the commanders were we the command? Yeah, that, that song's amazing. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, next up, what do you got? 
Uh, so all the teams I've talked about so far are big market guys. One, I'm curious as to which smaller market team has the best chance of making a run. So I guess who I'm looking at is the Guardians, Twins maybe, the Mariners, maybe even the Orioles, and the Rays. All those teams are going to be at least fringe playoff teams with pretty small budgets, not a lot of star power. I think Seattle's probably the best roster out of those five I just listed. They have Julio Rodriguez, who was a rookie of the year last year. year of Luis Castillo, starting pitcher. They have Logan Gilbert and Robbie Ray. It's a really good rotation. I don't know about the bullpen, um, but that is a pretty strong team. Uh, so I want to see a team like that make a deep run, just so it's not the big boys. And the Mariners, they finally broke their playoff streak last year, correct? Yes. It's been 22 years, Damn. which is wild. But yeah, they finally had playoff baseball in Seattle, so hopefully they can build off that. Uh, maybe give the Astros a little fight for the division. Probably Two not. days out or not, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> They're like plus 300. Uh, maybe not a bad bad bet to take a flyer on. Just need one or two things to go wrong in Houston. But my, my big prediction out of this group is the Guardians, or my sneaky, sneaky World Series team. Oh, this is the one. Is this the one you got the future for? This is the for? one. I don't know why. I think I just believe in like the Cleveland system because last year they came out of nowhere. We're the youngest team in baseball, and they won the division. Gave the Yankees a fight. I really thought they were going to win that series. They lost in five games. But this year, they return everybody from that team. Xavier Ramirez is probably the most underrated baseball player in the league. If you look at that dude's numbers, and he could be winning MVP every year, and no one talks about him, probably because he plays in Cleveland. But... <laughs> Starting pitching is really good with Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie. Bullpen is good. They've got probably the best closer in baseball with Emmanuel Classe and a bunch of young guys. So I feel like they know how to win a division now. This could be the year that they make a run. They have them to win the American League, not the World Series. Okay. I was like plus 1,100. That All was right. my ticket. That's a... so keep an eye on that one. Hopefully it doesn't implode like the White Sox did last year. <laughs> well, I like it. I like that bet taking the the small team Guardians. The the they're they were the Indians, right? Well, Not yeah. Guardians. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's 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 the the one that we teased last last episode. The 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 wise AL uh AL champion. It's a sneaky pick. pick. Don't like if they if they don't win, then like don't complain to me because it's just a flyer. Not the best team, maybe. Maybe they make a run. Right, I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Then that means what? What would be number one then? I thought number one was going to be your pick. Uh, yeah, I guess that would have made sense. Um, <laughs> I told you I didn't really rank them. Like, this is the one that I saved for last because I think everyone's probably sick of talking about it. The Angels finally make the playoffs this year. I was going to ask. Tani. I was going like, to ask. It is about time. And this is probably, like, they're a better team than they were last year. They gave them a little bit of help. 
think Otani's going to be a free agent next year. He is. He's going to the Red Sox. He's, he's going to command a lot of money. So they better win this year. So who did they get? He's gone. Um, they brought in Tyler Anderson from the Dodgers. I don't know who else they got. They didn't make like any huge splashes. But Doan, they signed him two years ago. Hopefully you can actually get like a year from him. Oh, Brandon Drury was a decent signing. He's okay. I didn't realize um, they have Hunter Renfro. It's like now. a couple of depth pieces. They do have Hunter Renfro. They have him and Trout. Look exactly the same. I was, yeah, I'm looking at their features right now. They look exactly the same. So yeah, this so we've had this argument on the on the podcast before and maybe off off the air a couple times where Mike Trout, I just don't understand how he could be this valuable of a player with um not never making the playoffs. But as you point out he made it once, they got swept. <laughs> all right, all right, that's something. Uh as you pointed out though, baseball is more than just two players. And the fact that they're gonna have the two best players, I think in MLB the show this year. They were both 99 overall, and to have those two players and not make the playoffs, as they've been doing, it's criminal. Is, it is criminal. And you look at if you're already commanding that much money from them, you you got to spend out the rest of the roster, like we've been saying. If you're the owner of the Angels, you just got to spend. And it's abs- it's ridiculous that that uh, that's it's not they haven't made the playoffs in so long. Not only they're not like just missing the playoffs either. Like last year, yeah. they were awful and it doesn't help that trout always gets hurt so he's got to stay on the field for at least like 130 games for them to have a chance um i'm looking at the lineup though like it's not bad they have logan ohop got in the phillies trade he was like their best catching prospect so maybe it's a breakout year maybe geo urshela figures it out um they need Rendon to have a bounce back here. That's the big one, I think. Team's not going to be great, and I have to mash. Uh, I don't know if I believe in them. I don't think that I do. But I, I, I'm rooting for them. <laughs> like I want to see these guys play in the playoffs. I want to see Otani game one of a playoff. I think series. for the the sport of baseball, they need to be in it. They're the baseball they're the needs it. they're the face they're the faces of the league and. Not only is Otani the face of the MLB, but he's the face of global baseball. And they need him. They need him in the playoffs. Oh, I don't know. Figure out a way to rig it. Get him in there. They, like, everyone wants to see it. Like, like, people aren't rooting against the Angels. Like, nobody dislikes Otani or Trout. Yeah. Like the Yankees. Like, we just want to see them in the playoffs. Figure it out. All right. So... Before we move on to uh, some basketball storylines, give me your actual, doesn't have to be a long shot or anything, what you think the two league champions are going to be and who's going to be facing off in the World Series. I want to pick the Guardians. Oh, all right, all right. I don't, you know what, the hell with it, I'll take them. I have the Cleveland Guardians coming out of the American League. Uh, even though they're not the most talented team, I think Houston, like, were trying so hard for so many years to make up for the cheating scandal, finally got that World Series without cheating. It's almost like it's a weight lifted off their shoulders, and now there's kind of less pressure. 
So maybe that it's not that like they won't care as much this year, but it's like less of a fire, perhaps. That could be total bullshit. But uh the Yankees I just don't believe in. I think they're talented enough to make it. I Toronto's the same way. I think the bullpen is too shaky. Uh takes care of all the best teams in the AL. So I think the Guardians get hot at the right time. They make a run. National League It's tough. I might just go with the Padres. I think the Braves are the favorite right now. I can't pick the Braves. Uh but the Padres made it to the NLCS last year. Learned how to win a playoff series. Um they have the most talent. Always Bob Melvin figures out how to deploy his relievers in the playoffs. And they're probably the most dangerous team. So that's what I'll, I'll, I'll go Guardians, Padres in the World Series. I like it. I think that's spicy. I don't think that's a spicy take, and I, I enjoy it. So thank you, Chris, for uh, your, your opening day insights and your, um, your storylines. So now we're going to move over. The NBA, the storyline-wise, we haven't been – we've been up to date because, you know, every week it's – five new storylines that people talk about and it's um half the time it doesn't even matter because it's 82 games in the regular season but now we are at the end uh this is playoff push time there's a week left in the season i'm pretty sure people the the teams have about five games left each and then it's start of the playoffs and there's a there's a lot of stuff going on so i'm gonna do the same thing you just did and i'm gonna start out with number five, and I'm going with Kevin Durant's return to the Phoenix Suns. He played his first game in Phoenix Wednesday night against the Timberwolves. They won by seven. He he had a slow game to start. First half, he only had three points. He ended up with 16. So not your best Kevin Durant game, but it's his first game back. Um, played 29 minutes, which is good, and just – we, I want to see Kevin Durant in the playoffs. I want to see him face off against all these teams that the Suns have beef with. The, the Suns have beef with, I feel like, every team. The Mavericks, the, the Clippers. Uh, Kevin Durant's going to have beef with the Warriors when they play. And I just want to see him stay on the court. And hopefully they, they continue to dominate. Because with him, uh, since the trade, the games that he has played, I'm pretty sure they've won almost every one. And he's a great fit on this team. And they, they traded for Kevin Durant to win the championship. So I want to see how far they can go with Kevin Durant in the lineup. And there's, like, no doubt that this is the most in the NBA right now. Most talented. On the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, with, with them on the floor, especially with the West being so wide open as it is, that I, I think you're right. This is definitely the most talent on the floor when you have – Durant, Aiton, Booker, and Chris Paul all on the floor. The issue with them is their depth around them. It hasn't been great. They have to play a lot of Josh Okogie minutes, a lot of Torian Craig minutes, a lot of Bismack Biombo minutes. Oh, dear God. I know, right? So those are all get names that you don't really want to see on a finals contender, but Ooh. they still have campaign. They got Terrence Ross, and they got TJ Warren. If they can ramp them up a little bit, have them score a little bit more, they can uh they can get some pieces off the bench. The key with them, I think, is of course the key to any any good team is their good point guard, and that's Mr. Chris Paul. Um, this could this is probably his last chance in the league to win a ring. 
Um, and he's he's getting nothing but older. He needs to he needs to improve on his shooting. He's he played great in that T Wolves game. Great assist number still, of course, but needs to needs to figure out taking high percentage shots, taking open shots, and hitting them. It's not even like his team anymore. No. That's the other thing. No, it's not. It is his last shot to win, but you trade for Kevin Durant, it becomes Kevin Durant's team. Yeah, I and agree. Booker has been more effective than him as well, so he's really like the third best player on this team. But the narrative will still be like Chris Paul can win. Yep. If they yep. get knocked out. Definitely. And <laughs> oh, so he's got to avoid that. Like this is have to win. They have to win this year. They. Devin Booker, as you said, it's still so. It's funny, it's Kevin Durant's team, but it's Devin Booker city. So I think that's a good thing for Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and even Devin Booker. Devin Booker keeps to keep his spotlight. That's something that the NBA players really do, do take seriously. And just, I mean, when you add Kevin Durant on there, it's just adding a chance to win a championship. So that's uh, that's what you want to see. That's I'm to I'm to the point where. The Suns, as long as they're not facing the Celtics in the finals, like I would love to see the Suns finally complete it, finally get Chris Paul a, win, uh, a ring. But we'll have to see what happens come playoff time because we know Chris Paul in the playoffs will just implode immediately and they'll find a way to lose. But I'm excited to see them I don't face have any off issues against with some Chris Paul. No, nah, neither I'd like do I. To see him win. It's just, I don't want to see Durant win another one, but. Especially on a, on a team that he had to demand a trade for again and. He left the Nets. It would be it would be another cold sore, but at least it wouldn't be on. He would be winning a championship without Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, which would be nice. All right, my number four is actually your your all your storylines were about contenders and stuff like that. Mine is the final Wemby push. There's there's a couple more games for teams to tank. And the teams that are throwing it in are the Trailblazers, who shut down uh, Damian Lillard. They're trying to get that chance. They have the they have nine percent odds to get Wemby right now if it, the season ended today, and that is actually the third best uh, I, I, besides like the number one pick, like the the fi- the final guys. The they're like the third best odds to get the number one pick. So they're trying their best, trying to get help around Dame and. If they if they end up in the lottery not getting that number one pick, this might be the last time we see Dame Lillard in a Blazers uniform. It's becoming that oh, point. Yeah, definitely. The uh, he's a guy that's like kind of like Beal, where he just wants to stay and make it work in his city, but like eventually, like enough is enough. He you know? he's become too loyal. It's loyal to a fault. Yeah. Like you, there's there's loyalty and then there's stupidity, and. He's almost reaching that stupidity point where he just it, it there's a a great quote uh from not not even from somewhere just like in general where if you keep trying the same thing multiple times it's called insanity and it, the same results keep happening. So yeah, doing the same thing over and over and expecting the different, different results. Result. Yeah. So I think from both perspectives, the best point is to get rid of Dame. Just try to – they have a bunch of young guys on the team. Try to reload because clearly the the championship pushes for the past couple of years have not been working. They've made it to one conference finals where they got swept and – This isn't six. What? This isn't six. 
Was that the year where you said that? We're playing the Warriors. She might have been in the first round. And, and he said what? They asked I... Dame. Asked Dame like what his prediction was for the series. Oh, he said Blazers, he said, Blazers and six. and six. Yeah, no. It was swept. <laughs> yep. So the the Dame package that they'll be really interesting over the off season. Other teams that are t- packing it in. The Pacers aren't playing anybody. They were a stealth uh, tank team the whole year, but they were they had a great start to the season. Halliburton and when all of them play, they're a pretty decent team. But now they're just shutting down their guys and and losing these last couple games. The the Pistons have been terrible all year. The Hornets have been terrible all year. So bad. Um, Spurs. The Spurs awful all year, and the Rockets maybe the worst team I've ever seen on an NBA court. They they their coach is their coach can't connect with them. Uh, their players don't really like to play together. It seems like, and it, they're 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 bad. So. Teams that aren't packing it in. Beat the Celtics. The Rockets and the – I was going to mention your Wizards, too, who beat <laughs> us the other night. Um, I predicted on the pod. Yeah, I predicted on the pod that it was going to be <laughs> literally the opposite of what happened, a boat whooping by the Celtics. And the Wizards just – Denny, career high of 25. And uh, just – In all fairness, you said that Porzingis wasn't going to play. You said he was out. Oh, and he did? He did play? Played and scored 32. All right, well, I should have known. I should have known Porzingis. So, <coughs> speaking oh, of the Wizards, move. speaking of the Wizards, they are a team that has been in no man's land for our whole lifetime. They are now they're the 11th seed right there to the play-in game at 10. But can if they lose the next couple games and pack it in, they can be right behind the Magic in, in the standings. So, if yes. I were them, that's what I would do. Knowing the Wizards, they're going to end up trying to make the play-in and maybe sneak in and just ruin their pick. But, you know, they, they need to figure something out. They want to re-sign Porzingis. Big game against the Magic tonight. Huge, huge game. That's massive. If I were you, I'd want to lose that one. Uh, I do want to lose. Wanna they, lose uh, game. They, they, they want to re-sign Porzingis. They're, of course, they still have Bradley Beal. Kuzma, they want to re-sign. Uh, but Denny, Corey Kispert, Jonathan Davis, they, uh, they've actually, they, they've actually, why is it Jonathan? I don't know. It says Jonathan on, on like the stat thing. sheet. Yeah. Jonathan Davis. Um, he's actually been playing Johnny Davis and he's been yeah, all right. Good to see. It's better than what it has been because he's been stuck in the G league all year. So hopefully they can, they can ramp them up and maybe the last couple games just have the all young guys line up as as they should try to lose these games, try to get them minutes. But nevertheless, knowing that they were the Wizards, they're going to get the 13th, 10th pick and draft some some all right guy. That Do unspeakable things for Wendy. Oh, I'm sure you I would. Want, I want to care. I really do. Like, do you know how much easier it is to watch NBA basketball than it is to watch college basketball? Oh, it's so much better. They actually hit shots. They play actually college plays better defense, but uh they they actually hit shots, which is always fun. Um just like all of the energy that I have for the Wizards has just been sucked out over the last three, four years. And how could it not be? I mean, they've done yeah. nothing for the fans, they've done nothing for their team. 
Uh, they just love to live. They love to dwindle in this mediocrity. And it doesn't make any sense to me. If I was Tommy Shepard, I'd, I, I would have traded, tried to trade Beal, try to trade Kuzma, try to get rid of them all. Put myself in prison. <laughs> Tommy Shepard. <laughs> but uh, sadly, you're right. You would do. I'd, I would. I would love to see Wemby on the Wizards. I mean, him, Porzingis, Beal. That'd be a fun team to at least root for. Oh, get him. Get him out. Get Beal out. Just all picks. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm all for it. Jenny. Uh, it'll never happen. Spurt, Jonathan. Jonathan. Those guys get Wemby and, and get Wemby. picks. I just want to watch young guys. I don't want to watch Kuzma. Like as fun as he's been. Like honeymoon phase is over. Well, and it's going to be fine. over when he spent when you spend thirty million a year on him. It's going to be well well over. I even believe that. <laughs> Refuse to accept that that's going to happen. Hopefully, I guess the best case scenario is that uh, Kuzma didn't want to stay anyways, which it seemed like throughout the season that he didn't want to stay anyways. So why didn't they trade him? Because they're dumb. They're the Wizards. They are the Washington Wizards. Have you ever seen any of their contracts or trades they've ever made? And awful. Um. All right. Well, enough of the Wizards. I'm going over to my next one, where the Sacramento Kings are your have they have had the second largest or it was the largest because of the Mariners that we talked about earlier uh seasons without a playoff appearance it was 16 seasons from 2006 now to 2023 they have officially clinched the playoffs they are the current three seed in the west and with the wide open west the question is can they can they be for real and they're they're a really young team they don't play a lot of defense. They just love scoring the ball. And it's going to be interesting to see them in their first playoff series in 16 years. Get to see how they go. There's not a lot of pressure on them. No one's really talking about them. So I just want to see what happens in the playoffs, see how they go, see how they work. And with a team team like that, they, they're gonna, you know they're going to score bunches on you. So... You gotta be wary of that, and their defense might not be great, but they might be able to outscore you. So right now, they're facing off. If the play, if it started today, they'd be facing off against the Warriors, and it's kind of like a perfect little let's see, let's see what both these teams are made out of. Because the Kings have been hot all season, the Warriors have been up and down all season. So we'll get to see what both these teams are made out of, and that would be a great playoff series. Which sadly, my predictions would be probably Warriors and like five or six maybe even four <laughs> but love to see the love to see the kings win love to light the beam and i just want to see how far they can make it cool thing is it's not like they backed into the playoffs yeah like oh it's the first time they made the playoffs in forever and they're the 10 seed no like they've been really good all year they're the three seed in the west and they really can't opt down any further no, no, they up. really can't. Yeah, they're, so they're Suns, five games up like on the Suns. They're, like, locked in top three. Yep. Which is awesome. Obviously, I love the Kings because of Kevin Herter. Oh, yeah. Guy. And also, like, how could... Uh, is that... I said Red Velvet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, how could you not be rooting for this team? No, honestly, like there's the no... Like the Mariners of the NBA. Yeah, and there's no... 
like they did they had their their trade for Sabonis. They they drafted Keegan Murray. They traded for Kevin Herter. Uh, Malik Monk they signed this year. Harrison Barnes they've had for a while. De'Aaron Fox they've had for a while. So like this is almost like it's somewhat of a homegrown team. They have Davion Mitchell, um, and they like as you said, there's no reason to hate this team. There's no reason to not root for them. And I guess unless they're facing your team in the playoffs, but it's gonna be exciting and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see some life in Sacramento, which we haven't seen in 16 yeah. years. I'm excited to see the environment. I am too. To see like playoff team that hasn't been there in forever, like what that first playoff game is like. It's always electric. What I'm worried about is if they play the Warriors, it's just going to be a Warriors crowd. Oh, it's all Warrior fans. Yeah, it's going to be a Warriors crowd. And like, do they have a good fan base out there? I don't know. Like, no teams are in Sacramento other than them. Yeah, I mean they they have a, a decent enough fan base. I remember at the beginning of the season, everyone was making fun of their fan base for saying for hype there was like the preseason games and they play they played well and they were like we're gonna win 40 games this year and everyone was making fun of them <laughs> and now here they are so hopefully those fans who have been dedicated all these years maybe like think about it if you're a hell hell if you're a 20 year old uh knicks fan or not Nick, kings fan this is the first time you've ever seen him in the playoffs really um <laughs> it, it, even if you're like 25 this is the first one you really remember so this is going to be a huge playoff berth for them and hopefully we see them make some noise because that would be fun soak it up all right second to last one and it had to be mentioned because it's the lakers but the lakers playoff push uh every game means every game is basically a playoff game for them they have to keep winning oh yeah and like donkey Kong. ever since the trade deadline they actually got players around them or the actual like NBA players on their team. So that has just been a huge improvement. D'Angelo Russell's been good. Austin Reeves has found his spot here and is going to get paid by the end of the season. Uh, it, it's opened up spots for Dennis Schroeder. Malik Beasley's been all right. He, he can improve on his shooting. But Jared Vanderbilt has been probably the biggest upgrade that they've gotten. Just some guy to help out Anthony Davis. Um some guy, more guy to play defense, and all that pressure helps out LeBron James. And it's it's fun watching these games because of how much it means to LeBron and it means to the mm. players on the court. Because right, like this next game, they're facing the Timberwolves today at 8 p.m. And the Timberwolves are the eighth seed, the current eighth seed right now, and the Lakers are the current ninth seed. This is another must-win game. It's a playoff game. So this is going to be a battle, and it's going to be high-intensity basketball. And I'm excited to see. Hopefully, LeBron keeps his uh, keeps his health going. AD keeps his health going, and they can continue to rattle off some wins. Because it's we need LeBron in the playoffs. As much as people hate LeBron, he needs to be in the playoffs. Yeah, as somebody who like doesn't really want to see LeBron win again, I really want him in the playoffs, and I would love to see them make a deep run. Yeah, to win the finals, but that would be a great story. It's like fun to watch. They are they are fun to watch. We only have so many years left of watching LeBron. Mm-hmm. And the the fact that you know a couple months ago we were talking about how this is going to be a wasted season of LeBron if they don't change anything. And as you said, we're not going to get many years of LeBron left. So every season for him needs to be a championship if he wants to get to Jordan, mm-hmm. get that goat status that he so desperately needs. And 
the um what was I gonna say? Crap. So every game's important, every game matters, and there's a chance that the West is so tight that there's a chance they can even just outright make the playoffs, not the play in. If the Warriors fall off a couple uh games, if the Clippers fall off a couple games, they can sneak their way into the sixth seed. I the Clippers too. Yeah, um, and and that's gonna be three games from now. Three games from now. And that's technically at the Clippers, but you know, it's the same stadium. That's gonna be packed full of Lakers fans. Uh, and they have a pretty cupcake schedule the rest of the way besides that Clippers and Suns game and, I guess, the Timberwolves because mm-hmm. the Timberwolves have been red hot. But they're facing the Rockets Sunday, then the the Jazz next week, and their final game of the season there against the Jazz easy, as well. Easy pickings. They, they should be and needs to be for this Lakers team to make it. It's funny because when you look at, like, Lakers Twitter or anyone that – because my brother is a huge LeBron stan, so I follow a couple guys that, you know – keep track of it and they're every day it's like all right we need timberwolves to lose thunder to lose mavs to lose pelicans to lose and the lakers to win and then we're good to go so <laughs> we're all set yeah we're all set. it's it's pretty easy so there's a it's it's gonna be fun to see this race because from four to 11 it's separated by five games which is what we have left and it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting all these West teams, it's going to be playoff games. We're going to be seeing early playoff games. And that's part of what the, the plan is added is because some of these teams, like the Timberwolves, they don't, they don't think like their, their loss against the Suns last or Wednesday was huge. Cause now they're back in the plan and they don't want to be in the plan. They want to just make the playoffs outright. So this is it's playoff time early and it's going to be some high level intense basketball. And I'm all for it. Yeah, it's the best time of the year. It really is. The, so, I mean, the playoff push and then going into the playoffs, there's nothing really beats it. So ESPN, NBA on ESPN has a commercial. It's like that shows, you know, all the star players, all the all stuff like that. And it it says at the end, what a wonderful time for basketball. And it can't it can't be farther from the truth. I mean, it can't be farther than from the from fake. I don't know. It It is the truth. It is the certified truth that it's a wonderful time for basketball, and I'm excited to see the rest of it go. So, number one, kind of sucks. I don't really like my number one, but it's the most important one. It's what everyone's been talking about, and we haven't done it here on this podcast, but it's the MVP conversation. Uh, Joel Embiid, um, Nikola Jokic, and even Giannis is still in there for the MVP, and right now, it seems like the favorite is Jokic. Uh, or not Jokic, sorry. The favorite is now Embiid. It's switched from Jokic to Embiid. But with five games left, we got to see dominance from all of them. And we, we got we to gotta see who makes this final push to, to win the MVP. There's no way to give it to Jokic a third time in a row, right? That's what, so, that's what, so. There is a way, of course. But I just, I, I don't see it happening. No, neither do I. And because once you get three in a row, three MVPs in a row, you are like one of the greatest players of all time. It's it's Larry Bird, it's Kareem, and maybe Magic Johnson, who's done it. So you need you need to be one of those marquee guys. And if they do give it to him this year, and he becomes the three time MVP, the pressure for him to win a championship is going to be through mm. the roof 
And it already is, it's already pretty high. I mean, there's already two MVPs back-to-back. Why can't he make a run in the playoffs talk? So if he gets that third, it's going to be a massive, massive push uh, for them to win the championship and a massive amount of pressure. But when you look at it, I mean, Joel Embiid has been one of the best players in the league. Uh, He has been just dominant on both sides of the ball, which Jokic doesn't do. He doesn't play really good defense. But it's just like with the with the efficiency of Jokic, it's so hard to take those stats that I mean, there's all these advanced stats that the nerds love now. And Jokic checks all those boxes. So it's going to be an interesting race to see how defense. What? A good defender. I know he needs he should play some defense. He definitely it's like indeed. It's like wrong inside. Oh yeah, he's a he's a force to be reckoned with inside. Where Jokic, on the other hand, is kind of a kind of a softer player when it comes to that. So these next couple games, I think the Sixers have uh, they have a big game against Boston. I know that. And uh, looking at their rest of their schedule right now, they have the Raptors today, then the Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Hawks, and Nets. So the Hawks and Nets shouldn't be a problem. But three big games for Joel Embiid's MVP performance. He's going to be going up against Giannis, he's, uh, who's another MVP candidate. Uh, he's going to be going against the, the Jays in, in, Celt- in the Celtics. Um, and then the Heat. <laughs> and those are going to be huge games. If he puts up massive numbers the rest of the way, uh, I can see him taking it. But with those matchups, we saw, we saw him almost – people called it a dodging on last uh, Monday. It was supposed to be Jokic versus Embiid again, and comes out game time that Embiid nor James Harden are playing. So there, it was kind of people saw that kind of as a dodging of trying to, you know, not try to play against Jokic in in Denver. But he's going up against Giannis. He's going to have to play that game if he wants it. And Giannis, on the other hand, it's funny you can like look. If you just think about the MVP and what the MVP means, you just go, all right, who's the best guy on the best team who's also the best player in the league? And that's Giannis. So, honestly... He's gotten to the point where he's like LeBron in his prime where he could just win it every year. Yep. They're not going to give it to him every year. Yeah. Uh, he's the best. He, he is, and he's the most dominant force on the basketball court to, to be playing this whole year. He, he's averaging 31 a game, I think... Embiid is averaging like 32 a game or something like that. But he, if he puts up a bunch of big performances, especially against the Sixers, he could sneak his way back into another MVP. And no, I don't think anyone would complain if he won another MVP. Like it, it, it just makes sense where, as I just said, best player on the best team in the league. And that, so it's going to be interesting. If I had a vote, I honestly, I'd wait for the last five games. I have no idea who I would pick. And I just can't get over the efficiency of Jokic. I mean, he shoots like 60% every game. It's insane. It is nuts. So if you had a vote, what would you do? I just don't want to see him get, like... I would still give it to Embiid. Yeah, I want to... Efficiency is nuts. I would like to see... Like, the I think... I think for me, of his size, we would have to do 
it would I would have to see the comparison between Jokic oh not Jokic sorry Embiid and Giannis the rest of the way. If Giannis do- dominates in that Sixers game, might have to might have to lean that way. But we don't have a vote here, so it doesn't matter. But it'll be interesting to see how that goes out. You want to hear my last two ones? I won't go in fully depth, but you want to hear my last two ones? One of them about the Mavs. I was gonna do one about the Mavs, but honestly, I don't really care about the Mavs. They're trash. They are trash. They don't play any defense. Uh, their team just doesn't make any any sense really on paper. Like I, on paper, we were talking about it when the trade happened, where it could go really well or could go really poorly, and it's turned out to be pretty First poorly. Case scenario. Yeah. First so case scenario. they might miss the playoffs as a whole. If I were them, they have to give up a top ten protected pick to the Knicks. If it's not, I mean, it's top ten protected. So if it's out of the top ten, it goes to the Knicks, and that's from the Porzingis deal back in back from a couple years ago. So that's a lingering, yeah, yeah a, a lingering asset that could go back to the Knicks. If I were them, I just tank it in. I mean, they lost back to back games to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, that's just, I mean, if your team loses back to back games to the Charlotte Hornets, that's just you should call the season over. Called over. <laughs> they they don't play any defense, and they have no rim protection. They have no um, they have no wing presence, and it's Luca doing everything and Kyrie trying to keep up too. But their team, it's going to be an interesting offseason for them. They have kind of like they miss the whole playoffs, even the play in with Luca Doncic on your team. That is just one of the worst fumblings in NBA history when you have a guy that good, a guy that we hail that much as a future MVP and a future face of the league, and he, you're going to miss the whole playoffs, including two extra seeds to help you out in the play-in. So, it's, it's unacceptable. It really is. And for a team that we've been waiting to see put stuff around Luka, they made a, a kind not like a not like a Mickey Mouse run to the Eastern Western Conference Finals last year, but it wasn't it was one of those runs where it's like, all right, they can do it, but it was this really sustainable? And they kind of just ran it back. Really they not. lost Brunson <laughs> and they they're kind of fumbled since then. They haven't been able to figure out the right pieces around Luka and this offseason it's going to be if Kyrie stays, it's going to be a long time ahead of them trying to figure out what to what to do they signed javel mcgee this offseason he also they also gave him a uh player option so i'm gonna report that right now that he's accepting it and they haven't played him all season <laughs> so i don't know why they they signed him if they're not even gonna play him that's so, a weird move it's a it's a bad team so they got they got a lot to figure out well i just that okay. just gave me another point since you brought it up but my other point that i was gonna put is the Warriors, this is a test of if the regular season matters. They have been so bad mm. away. Can you guess how many away games they've won? I have the standings pulled up. Um, All right, don't nine. look, don't look. Yeah, All right, yeah, nine. Nine That's games. Nine. So, luck, but I just remembered it. So home, their home stretch is 31-8. and eight. Their away stretch is 29-9. and nine. Or sorry, 9-29. and 29. And... That's that is, that is pretty wild. It's only comparable to the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Pistons. Every other team has more away wins than them, including the Hornets, the Magic, the Pacers, your Wizards, the Bulls, Raptors even. Like they these teams are 
bad, and the Warriors are stuck on their plan with the away games. So this will be a test to see if the regular season matters. They have been pretty up and down all season and haven't been able to really figure out the rotation that they like. They had a couple – I mean, they had a, a lot of games with Curry out, but now now they're at full strength besides Wiggins, and we'll have to see what they can do in the playoffs. Still with Wiggins. He has been out pretty much the whole season, like about halfway through the season, off some personal issue that no one's leaked. No one really knows what it's about. Hopefully he's okay. I hope uh, I hope Andrew Andrew Wiggins is because he's a key to this Warriors team. They really need him. Um, he was their second best yeah. player in the finals last year, and they they need him back. But hopefully at home everything's all right with him because if he needs that time off, then I, all the power to him to take it because you, you, yeah I don't know what's going on. So all right, my final one then I had to bring up the Celtics. I had to sneak him in there right at the end. Um, my Celtics, they had a, they've had a couple off games. They've lost some really bad games, as I said, to the Wizards. Um, but last night, they dropped 140 on the Bucks, and Bucks only had 99 with their fully healthy team. It was the second night of a back-to-back for the Bucks, so it could be, it could be understandable. But just to, to have that, that dominant win against the number one seed is huge for them. It's huge for me as a fan to hopefully get my get my hype up back because after that Wizards loss, I was like, all right, we're not going to win the finals this year. <laughs> and the finals are back on. It's back. Uh, and I just hope that the locked in Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum that we got last night that combined for 70 points each with Tatum only playing three quarters of the game. And let's, uh, let's ride that out and against the best team in the league. So that's what I want to see happen. I, they got to be better on defense, be better. Their coach is weird, Joe Missoula. He doesn't call timeouts when they need him. Um, his plays are iffy when they run him. So they got to they gotta get past that. He's got to – Joe has to get his, get his crap together. And um, hopefully I can see my beloved Celtics in the finals. I'm already worried that we're going to have to face the Heat. I know you are. And the Heat aren't good. I just I, like they're not good at all, and I'm just I'm still petrified. Last year was a battle, though. I know, I know, <laughs> and it's taking this, a toll on you. And it's a similar, it's pretty much the same team. Besides, now they have Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. Mm. But God, I like if the Heat come in and just because the, the other thing about the, the Celtics is both the Jalen and Jason are pretty timid guys, pretty quiet guys. So when you go up against a, a dog like Jimmy Butler, I'm, it just makes me nervous. Like some guy that's going to bark at you, some guy that's going to push your face down in the paint a little bit. This is going to be a tough, tough matchup. Uh, hopefully they can win some games and end up playing the Sixers. That'd be Smart's awesome. like that, though. Smart's huh? your dog. He is, but he's— Smart's your dog. So Smart is our dog, but the dog has been put down for half the season. I don't know if he was euthanized halfway through the season or what, but um, he has not been the same. We need him to be level one, A1, Marcus Smart, if we're going to do anything, make some noise. And that, that's, a, that's a great point that you brought up, that he's a key to this Celtics team, is we need him. We need uh, Grant Williams to figure out how to make a free throw. Um, you know, he hasn't made a free throw since – he might have last night, but he hasn't made a free throw since – he told he looked at Donovan Mitchell 
with zero zeros on the clock and he had to make one and he said, I'm gonna make them both and proceeded to miss both. <laughs> that was the worst game I've ever watched. I watched that in in Europe. It was like 5 a.m. And I'm like, why am I still watching this? Like, they're going to lose an overtime. <laughs> and he breaks both of them. And I was like, ah, this is over. But hopefully my Celtics, they can uh, they can keep up. They still have a chance to make the one seed, though. It's possible. I mean, that win last night was huge. Yeah, it was. And they also, have... It could be a game where, like, you go to the playoffs and... Bucks look back on it. They say, it's, "Yeah, that's not happening not again." We're revenge for that. Yeah, it's possible. The Bucks. So speaking of the Bucks, the night before against the Pacers, did you see Drew Holiday he scored fifty-one and Giannis with 38, 17 rebounds and twelve assists. Thirty-eight. I believe that Drew Holiday's still like around and effective. He's good. He is. He's really good. The. Uh, yeah, I know, and it feels it's funny because it feels like he's been on the Bucks for forever, and that's just not true. He got got there when they won the chip. Oh, oh. all well, right. It does feel like he's been there a while. Other quick storylines that I'll just talk about real quick: the Knicks have been really fun lately. Uh, the Cavs mm-hmm. have stayed fun all year. This Nets team without Kevin Durant, Cade, and Kyrie have been a lot of fun with. Uh, Miles Bridges or Mikhail Bridges, not Miles. He's uh he's in prison. But anyways, uh Mikhail Bridges, he uh he's been a lot of fun on the Nets. They've been scoring a lot and having they just have a fun team now, which is different than what they've had the past couple years. Uh the Clippers, mm-hmm. Paul George is injured. He got he got badly injured against the the Thunder. And I guess the last story I want to talk about is the Thunder actually. This young Fun. This has got to be the most fun team in the league and one of the most rootable teams in the league, the OKC Thunder. They they have Shy Gilgis. They have Jalen Williams from uh, both Stanford and uh, the Razorbacks, Arkansas. Dur- and Mr. Charge. Is Jaylen that Williams? Is that the, uh, the, the take charges? That's the Arkansas, Arkansas one, right? One. Yeah. That so, dude, I remember in the tournament last year, it was like. It's like he's addicted to taking charges. So he leaded. He led. I don't know why I said leaded. He led the the NCAA in charges taken last year, and this mm. year as a rookie, he leads the NBA in charges taken. <laughs> so he's. You're it's right. Such like a niche skill to have. It's a good skill to it's have, like, though. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna put my body on the line yep. every night, and Just we're getting these foul calls. Yeah, <laughs> and it and in today's version of basketball where free throws are so much like people used to use those all the time and refs call everything it's a great skill to have on your team oh yeah uh the other jalen williams he's yeah. a scoring machine he is he's not gonna win rookie of the year because it's a year-long thing and he's only had this stretch the past couple months but this he's he's creeping his way he's gonna be the the second in voting for um the rookie the rookie of the year he's gonna be an all rookie um, they have Josh Giddy too, which everyone loves. Shy Gilgis. They don't even have Chet playing. So well, I was if about they can... to say they need Chet back. I know. So this is the year they're not tanking anymore. They're they're like these last couple games would be a classic Thunder, just lose them all. But they want to make the play in and they want to make some noise. So I'm excited to see what happens and hopefully hopefully they make it in. Because I think a play in game between them, uh them, the Lakers, and 
what, what is it right now? It's Minnesota, the Lakers, them, and the Pelicans. That's Minnesota. a great play. <laughs> Minnesota, who's also, they got cat back and have been on a tear as well. So I'm excited to see where, where the play-in goes. This is a great year for the play-in. In the West, East play-in is kind of poopy. Yeah, it's like, do we need to really see these teams again? The Bulls are making their way. They they want to make make their way to the playoffs too, so that'll be interesting. Don't but Bulls just don't do it for me. No, they don't. Yeah, get it pep, up. yeah, I don't, I don't. They don't get it for me. So <laughs> that is your NBA playoff push storylines, and I'm gonna go if since I made you pick your your champions, and I guess it's not the beginning of the season, but based off right now. It's going to take all my power not to take the Celtics. But on the west side, if, the, if KD can stay healthy and they can put stuff together, the Suns are definitely an option. The Nuggets are up there. They've been great all, all season. I don't think the Grizzlies make it uh, to, the, to the finals. I don't think the Kings make it to the finals, sadly. Too much going on there. Yeah, and it's funny. There's a path where the Lakers can make it, but that would take, <laughs> that would take 16 games of – LeBron staying healthy, AD staying healthy. I mean, more than 16 games if they don't. I mean, they're not going to sweep everybody. So it's going to be three series of them having to stay healthy and their role players hitting shots. But there's definitely a path there for them. It's got it. I'm going Nuggets. And it's, it's kind of chalk, but I'm going to go Nuggets, Celtics. Uh, the Bucks can definitely easily make it. They can definitely beat my Celtics. The Sixers have been playing good. They have had Harden out for a little bit. I think he came back against the Mavericks. Yes, he has. Uh, he needs to play a little bit better. He's great at the assist numbers, um, but he needs to score some more points. Did you know he hasn't had a 40-point game in like four years? Yeah. I saw it the other day on Twitter. I was like, damn. Let me look it up. Cause I... You don't need him to be that score that he used to be, though. No, but come and playoff time. That dominant. Come playoff time. Yes, All right, it's been two like, years, not four scores. years. Yeah, they do. They do have score because they have Maxi uh, Melton off the bench. I like they they got Jane McDaniel's in the trade deadline, who's been all right for them. He's hit a couple big shots, but they they need to. And Tobias Harris needs to play like like how they're pay, paying him. Um, mm. And it's just the Sixers. Like I just it's that stink to them. Like they're not gonna make it past the second round. Mm. Yeah, it's like one of those. I'll believe it when I see it. Exactly, and it's the other. Th- it's the Sixers combined with now James Harden. It's like that's like the biggest. All right, something horrific's gonna happen. <laughs> they just need yeah. Chris Paul to make it a trifecta. <laughs> uh, you know what my dream finals is? What's that? Bucks Lakers, Honest versus LeBron would be awesome. That would be electric. It'd be like the. Honestly, a lot would have to go right on the Lakers side, but I think the Bucks come out of the East again. Again, but like reestablish themselves as the best team in the East. There's definitely, I mean, it was that seven game series against the Celtics last year. They didn't have Middleton, who's a Celtic killer, and they 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 needed him. They would have won that series with him. Uh, the Celtics needed every bucket they could get against that series. So it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a fun playoffs. It's going to be. It's funny. There's a lot of seasons where we feel like we say this, but. There's a lot of parody in the league here. Mm. Can you hear me? See, you got me fired up for the playoffs. All right, good, 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 good. good. Like, I'm ready to go. 
I'm glad. I'm glad. The Yeah, it's going to be high-level basketball with a lot of fun teams. And honestly, like even the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who we haven't mentioned really at all, they can get hot at the right time and and figure and win some playoff series too. Definitely. Yeah, Cavs-Knicks in the first round should be a really fun series. Especially with how the Knicks have been playing and the Jalen Brunson. We all kind of – you know, poo-pooed the, the Jalen Brunson sign, and we were like, yeah, he's a solid player, but you kind of paid him a lot of money. Yeah. And now, at the end of the season, it's a bargain of a deal. He has been uh, an absolute stellar guard awesome. for them and really changed his team around. All right. I think that's it. I think I covered pretty much everything. We'll do a, we'll do a full playoff preview, of course. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Once the, the seedings are final. Ends. Yep, and we'll make Still our a few more games. Left. We'll fill out the bracket. We'll make our our little yeah. predictions going all the way. So NBA bracket challenge. You uh, you want to do some college corner before we go? Yeah. Uh, our best recruiter just got hired as the head coach of George Mason. So that's, I saw that's... that. I was gonna ask you about him, uh, if he was any good. So he's your head recruiter. Yeah. Yeah. That's not like his title, but the guy with the most local connections and he like the players really like him and it yeah it sucks to lose him so hopefully they need to find another guy who has strong local ties if they do that they'll be fine you he think... was like the point man on their biggest targets for next year's class or like are pretty certain to come here so i'm not sure if that changes i hope not We'll see. I was going to say, does, do you think any any transfers are going to be incoming going to George Mason? Us? Yeah. I don't think so. All right. I just want to throw it out there. Um, the, <laughs> the Gamecocks, they got themselves their first recruit in the portal. They got a guy from Minnesota who's originally from South Carolina at some point. He was at some point in South Carolina. Uh, a lot of he's he's a good good scorer, about nine nine point nine a game, uh, and six six. What I liked is six point three assists a game. It's a it's a role that we really need uh, a point guard who could pass and open up the guys. So he's a lot. He's gonna use a lot of uh Kobe Wright's minutes, which is I mean it's fine with me. Kobe Wright's a good player, but he needs I think on the bench he could he could be a better player. So he should hopefully start for us. Um. And be a instant impact, which apparently he chose us over like Arkansas and Kentucky and a bunch of other big SEC schools. So this was a huge get for Lamont Paris, and hopefully more on the way. I start somewhere. Yep, got to start somewhere. And uh, the last thing I got from my college corner is today is our Lord and Savior's birthday, Shane Beamer. So I wanted to give him a, a nice. The last thing, huh? I mean, you got a huge game tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. crap! You're right. You're you're totally right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Nine p.m. the uh, the Lady Gamecocks are going up against oh, Iowa against the best. Probably, I mean, I think Aaliyah Boston's definitely the best player in in women's basketball, but doesn't get the limelight. Doesn't score as many history. points as as Caitlin Clark. So history. Caitlin Clark is coming is coming uh against the Gamecocks. She's gonna be in full force. They're gonna be the hardest game yet. 
of course it is. I mean, it's the the final four. And I mean, we, we just got to keep dominating. I think we can let her score a bunch if we need to. And we just need to keep, keep up with it. Have the team scoring as they, they normally do. But a big game from Aaliyah Boston would be awesome. Get to show that she is the dominant player in women's basketball. And God, I'm like about to burp or something. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just filling up with air. But anyways, they uh they need to be they need to be dominant. They need to play good defense, as they will. And I, I have faith in the GOAT, Don Staley, to uh to take us take us to another natty. Kayla Clark's overrated. He'll kick their ass. Let's go. I, I think so too. Everyone's like, like thirty on you. Everyone's like, oh, she's uh, she's gonna, she's saving women's basketball. And I guess as from last, apparently the last game that they played was the highest basketball game ESPN had viewers for, including all the NBA games they've had this season. So that is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, really impressive. So this should be, I think this, I mean, if that's the most watched women's basketball game in, in history, this should top it. I mean, it's a better story. It's a better matchup. Um, but hopefully Aaliyah Boston shows that she is the woman in charge. She is the one that the league goes through. And I'm excited to see them face off against each other. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm trying to find the line right now. It's not loading. Uh, minus 11 and a half. Carolina. Still? God minus damn. 800 for a final four game. Wow. Holy crap. They're just that dominant, though. <laughs> like, I can see it covering. There's definitely a, a, a chance that that covers. So, that's, that's massive. Um, all right. And then, yeah, that's all I got now. Happy birthday, Shane. My hero. Nice. <laughs> All right, you got anything? What do you want me to say? Nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah. A little, birthday, ha- yeah. There you go. A little happy birthday. Would be nice. There you go. Um, so is that all you got? That's all I got. Yeah, not much, not much else going on. Just waiting to see how we how we handle the portal. Yeah, the portal's gonna be huge this season. So, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed. That was a pretty damn packed episode, and I loved it. So. Hopefully you all enjoyed, and we'll see everybody next Tuesday.